Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So first off, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday with whatever menu you chose. Now let me get into this. So a year ago, I stated that we needed to get the Lions off my Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, it was on the episode last November with Jerry Rubino. But a year later, nothing has changed. And in a world of cancel culture, you would think we can get rid of the Lions from our Thanksgiving menu. But unfortunately, this is not able to be done. I saw people tweet how great it was to have a football feast on Thanksgiving. Well, the Lions aren't even a good appetizer. I also figured that it wasn't the tryptophan from the turkey, but it was the Bears and the Lions on Thanksgiving that was putting everybody to sleep, especially those that ate early on Thanksgiving. I tweeted this also on Thanksgiving, that the Fox crew was fighting hard to say something nice about the Lions. It's kind of like what you have to do when you say a eulogy for someone who you didn't even like in the first place. Why must certain traditions continue and others just seem to be able to be changed? The NFL continues to change everything every year, and yet we still have the Lions on Thanksgiving. I guess the NFL knows what they're doing because most likely this game, believe it or not, got better ratings than some of the World Series games did. So I guess they know what they're doing. But I saw another meme that says, with the Lions and Bears on Thanksgiving, now people had to actually talk to their families on Thanksgiving. So with that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. And this is a special one. We go back to the 1970s. And we have not just one, but four guests this time for Back in My Day, Part 2, George Coronado, George Celentano, Mario Miglietta, and they all joined last May uh, 2020, Episode 8. But we added another one to the group, one of our friends, Joe Janella, also joining. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining today. Hey, Len. How you doing? How's hey, everybody? Hey, Len. So we got Mario, we got Joey Janella, we got uh, George Celentano, and I'm going from left to right because, you know, that's the way we read, although I read from right to left on the Hebrew side. But anyway, okay. we, go, <laughs> we go. Let's see those North Bergen shirts. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're wearing our North Bergen shirts, and somebody's going to have to take a picture so we can oh, yeah. put it on uh, social media because uh, it is uh, Mario went ahead and bought these uh, North Bergen shirts for us because back in the day, George Coronado's basement was the scene for many of little wiffle ball games where we made up lineups, and uh, it was fantastic. Uh, see, these are the things that kids don't understand today. They don't understand that we made up things to do. We didn't sit on, you know, we played some video games. Don't get me wrong. We had the Atari, the 2600, and Mario had the Intellivision, right? We played yep. the football games. Nine, three, two, five. But we'll get into that. Don't forget Telestar. Uh, I know. We had the doot, doot, doot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were dying to play that. Absolutely. You know, but we also went out all day till again, we barely, you know, we'd go eat our own stuff. Although, George, you had to be home at five. You had to go to Como's and get your stuff. But uh, you're the boss. You're the boss. Exactly. Uh, one of the one of our friends from the day, uh, Tom Hokinson, wanted to say a few things. He said, you know, he, he wanted to appear on the show, but he had a Samsung phone. And God knows I didn't want to deal with that nonsense But <laughs> with the Samsung. But anyway, he, uh, he wanted to say that he really appreciated our, our friendship growing up. He said uh, it was, it was uh, great uh, those times. And I, I agree with him 100%. I think it was great. And Jerry Piemonte also uh, chimed in on social media, and he wanted to, to say that uh, we got to talk about the football games. And, of course, uh, Celentano, you know, we didn't win a lot of those games, but we did win. I think we won half and half. Janela thinks we won more. You think not. I, I you know, I want to say that uh, 
let's just say we won more than they did. Yeah, I, I think there's no doubt that we won more than 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 we one definitely team. won more games. Okay. Yeah. So just to give you kind of a, a little bit of introduction here, so we've got uh, George. Everybody, uh, we're gonna have a picture later on social media that shows the the neighborhood from the Parker Imperial Building that Joe Janela was nice enough to share and showed kind of the proximity of all of the the houses. We were within kind of a walking distance of all of us uh, in North Bergen, growing up in North Bergen. And we, that was a great picture. Those, those are the great, great pictures. pictures. And we saw where everybody lived. So George lived on the corner uh, of 79th Street, and then we kind of moved down a little bit. Janela was a little bit further up on 79th Street, and then Mario lived on the corner of 78th Street, right? Um, off of the corner. Park, yeah. yeah, right there, Park Avenue. And then... Um, and then Salantano lived on 76th Street. So we were all, I was on 78th as well. So it was, it was pretty close. So the, the time period that I remember fondly is from 78 to 82. Those are, the, those are the kind of years. And I talked about this in the last episode. I was kind of like uh, the David Caruso character in NYPD Blue. I left a little bit early. Uh, did not stay for the full entire series, but uh, I loved the uh, the four years that I was there. It was like I was whacked or something from The Sopranos, you know, back in those days. <laughs> hey, Len, you know what's so ironic? I tell everybody this story every time, you know, I talk to people about our friendship, the group that's on this phone, plus a few others. It was amazing that every one of us on this call went to a different high school. Yeah, we all live within three blocks of each other. It is amazing. I just, I, and, and, and again, you could even talk about Ricky. He went to St. Joe's, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was incredible how most people, when they grow up, they make friends with people in school, and they stick with that group of people. We actually stuck with our group on our block, and our school friends were secondary. No, I agree with you, George. And, and one of the things that uh, you, you look at through those times is that I think it was because it was an impressionable time. We were all kind of like, you know, in the area of 11 to 14 or so, you know, those type of ages. And, you know, I think that's when you really start to uh, figure out what you're going to do and what you like. And, and, and we really, we, uh, we did a lot of things we shouldn't have done. We probably won't talk about all those in the podcast, but I think that uh, from what we did back in the day might not be so bad from what today is though too. Uh, a lot of the stuff that, that goes on. But I think you're right, though. We all went to different high schools. Uh, but we it was really more of the grammar school days, right? I mean, uh, Mario, you we used to go in your yard uh, in the front there. We played hockey in the winter. That was the other thing, too, we talked about in the last show. We played every single every sport. sport. Everything. Even soccer. We played everything. Soccer, Stickball, soccer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tennis, too. That's right. We had the tennis Hodges. courts in Hudson County Park. Hockey. Yeah, yeah, we played basketball. hockey. Basketball. And it was fun. I mean, it was uh, it was a lot of good times. Now, Joey Janella, you, you know, you talk, you got a lot of good stories, so we want to bring you on um, and, and kind of talk sure. about uh, what you remember from those years and, you know, talking about everybody. Well, first of all, the <laughs> funniest part of our stories are the rules that we had. I mean, we had some hilarious rules that if you want to call it that <laughs> i mean you know uh one of the rule was if it hits the if the, wire. It hits the, the wire then you can get an interception right? some games some games it depends, yeah. Yeah, it depends. It depends what team Sully was on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so there was all there was hilarious rules around every sport but the football rules were the best i mean Again, the this George, George. What was the rule? If you if it hits the if it, it hits, hits the, the wire, wire it's a do over. 
It was a do-over. But no, but but someone unless could get was, an interception. Unless it was intercepted, he's right. <laughs> unless it was intercepted, which if is it was so you could intercept off the wire. Yeah. So, Len, the funniest part was that was the way life worked. We had these rules, and you stuck by them. Some of them made no sense at all, but we we sort of lived in this incredible world uh, together, just laughing. Well, the and, most the, the most important rule, and the one that superseded all the rules, was. We'd be fair about picking teams and it'd be Mario and George. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Wait, I'm back to the wire. What if it was completed? What if it hit the wire and was completed? Was that still good? I think it was. So if it was hit, if it hit off the wire, it was completed or intercepted, then it was still okay. What do you mean and completed it, like somebody caught it? Yeah, like if the offensive team caught it off the wire, it was still good. Oh, oh not just kickoff. Right, not just kickoffs or whatever. If the, let's say Selly throws a bomb and an offensive guy catches it, I think it, it was still good. I don't think anybody caught it when it was hit. I mean, yeah, probably didn't, it probably didn't happen. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. okay, and the other, I'm just wait. curious. Listen, the other funny things was, I mean, there's a few instances where people ran into cars that are just the funniest <laughs> stories ever because the cars were, you know, sometimes they were waiting at the light. Ooh. And, and stupid, and not stupid people, but, you know, brilliant people, would run into the car. And a few instances where they just sort of fell over. The best, some of the funniest scenes ever. If you, if you could only, you only wish that we had videos of some of these things. I know Mario has some pictures. Didn't but, Mauricio crash through a, a back windshield? <laughs> yeah, remember he had like a hatch? Well, that's one of the great I, I brought that up at this wedding where he, he uh, went down and out and somehow he ended up smashing through the back window of a car and he came out covering the glass and he, and he had glass under his eyelid he was holding up for like three hours. You know what my parents know? So they said, let's go to the uh, uh, yeah. Take me to And somehow the legend turned out into Guillermo. <laughs> I remember him holding, holding his all eyelid. stuff was wrong with him. He was holding his eyelid. Yeah. And this... the legend yet became that it was take me to Guillermo, take me to Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> the parents never knew about it. No, we, that was the other thing, too. I, I You know, I talked. we talked a little bit about how the parenting was so much different, but we, you know, now, you know, a lot of the things you tell the parents know everything. We, our parents didn't know anything what was going on. Oh, they didn't know anything. Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. we would go out and disappear for hours. hours. The whole day. Oh, the whole exactly. day, in many instances. That was, that was like the, for me, I used to, on a Saturday morning, I'd get up, I'd be up like 7.30 in the morning. And I know, you know, Coronado always slept late. Mario had to sleep late. And I know, Mario, do you remember, like, I'd be dying to play football. I'd be trying to put a game together in the worst way. And then you would have to be doing studying, and I'd be throwing rocks up at the window to try to get to have to ring your bell. Oh. And then I'd go to Coronado's house, and he'd just get out of the shower, get pissed off that I got there too early. I told you 12 o'clock I'd be out. Yeah, that would be 10.30. I mean, I was, we were so, I was so into the whole football scene and the whole competitive nature of it. And, you know, I couldn't wait to get up. And once I started playing, I never wanted to stop. I could play ten hours straight, which we all did. And, and but that, you, that little maneuver was uh, well uh, with the rock. Even at Joey's house, we still, uh, if that yeah. wasn't answer, we still yeah. throwing rocks. Yeah, and, uh, enough to just make noise, not to hurt, not to, not to break it. Right at the windows. Yeah, and was, then we all, Len, we all had our positions. I mean, Salantana was the quarterback yeah. always with the bombs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No question. 
uh, Coronado receiver, um, Mario receiver, me receiver. But at the end, I did do a little bit of quarterbacking. Certainly not, uh, not like Santano, please. But uh, but yeah, we all had our our positions, and especially when we were walking in to play these competitors that we were yeah. uh, always dying to play. How, how did sometimes? How did you get the uh, Barkowski, the Steve Barkowski, Atlanta Falcons number ten? What was it? How did you get that jersey? Like, why did you have? That? I used to go out every Christmas when I go out. I always buy a football jersey. It wasn't even my own team. Sometimes <laughs> get a Cleveland Brown jersey from Mauricio. Yeah. You know how crazy that stuff was. <laughs> And you know, you know what else I was thinking? I was thinking that we also played the other crew. We played the Marty Delaney yes. and Dervish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I'll never forget uh, one game against Marty. I intercepted Randy. a ball and went and for a touchdown, <laughs> and we won the game. And George Celentano uh, was so excited. I could have done better because we won that game against Marty. Was that that's like an away game on Broadway? Oh, it was. It was an away game. We had to go to their. We had to go to their field. That field was horrible, right? It was. It was not good. Yeah, by the church. It was a miserable field. Miserable church. Miserable. Not not the church, but the the field was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was small. And Juan's. Where did we never had? They played up by us, Juan, and the. No, we played in front of the football base. Yeah, yeah. We did it not as often. It wasn't as good as Park Avenue. Yeah, yeah. That was the premier field in the league. Yeah, that was the premier league. To explain to some of the people that are listening that don't know what we're talking about, it was actually just the concrete. We didn't have a field. It was just... It was just the street. And, street. and Park Avenue and 76th Street and 77th Street, there was a whole big – I remember one year playing tackle football on, um, on, on 77th, you know, right on Park Avenue. And I lo- I, my keys fell out. And it snowed, and it was one of those winters that stayed – the snow stayed for a long time. I didn't find the keys until March 15th. <laughs> That's great. I had already – I got in trouble – for, for losing the keys, and I had to buy another keys. But luckily, I found them again in March. It was kind of a kind of thing. But we played on the street, you know, concrete. You know, there was no no uh, grass or anything like that. It was just concrete. And, and there what, were individuals that would call the cops on us, and uh, and they would come and uh, we. <laughs> I think I don't know what. How, there was how certain, how we put there was, certain forms of retribution. Right? Yeah. And once a year, there was strong retribution for those instances. <laughs> Hey, Len, do you remember, Mario, I know you remember too, when when you talk about playing on the concrete, the, during the regular season, we'd play on the concrete, two-hand touch, whatever. The minute the snow started to fall, wouldn't be a dusting. We'd be playing tackle on the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And if you think about it, we were playing tackle football on concrete, how we didn't break bones, all of us. <laughs> I know, I, I know. It's 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 amazing. And that's again when I lost the keys. We were playing tackle tackle football, so it's uh, just a, we, a fun time. Did we have any big? Um, I mean, Mauricio's probably was the biggest. Yeah, no, no major injuries. Other than that. The, yeah, no, Mauricio's was probably the biggest injury. Where yeah, and we used to whip like blindly through intersections that people had a green light oh. coming up the side street. Yeah, dangerous. And, uh, it's, and, it's a miracle, nothing and Coronado happened. had something sticking out of his knee from a Chrysler, I remember, or something. I don't know. Cra- <laughs> yeah, I, there was a couple of close ones there. Yeah, Coronado, yeah, you were one of the people that would get hurt every once in a while. But you because you, 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 you might have crashed into a car or two. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. 
It was tremendous fun. And Celentano, you talked about Coronado liking to sleep in. Try delivering the newspapers with him. I had to I had to get him up at six thirty in the morning. It was oh. like, oh my God, I, I had a, a whole conversation Wait. with his mother before I had to get him up. Yeah, Len, Len you were dispatch? Yeah, yeah, we did the we did the dispatch. Len, you were dispatch? Yeah. yeah. So so we were record, right? We were record. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I consolidated five routes. I was making so much money. Yeah. How much of the, the, yeah. the Yeah, Sally cloned off his shitty route to me. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Alone. <laughs> I, I, Len, I tell Coronado, I said, look. I had the opportunity to do my own building and 76th Street, which is right by my house. And I had the 79th Street route from Hudson Avenue. <laughs> yeah. All apartment buildings. And they were all cheap tippers. So I called Coronado up. I said, listen, you want to work for Pete Tabagian from the dispatch? Yeah. He's a cool guy. He'll make you, some, you make good money. He goes, all right, I'll take it. No, <laughs> he sold me on it. He goes, it's small. You can do it before or before you go to school. You'll have enough time. It's not so big. Yeah. It's perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then he then he then he convinced me to do it with him. That was that, then he suckered he suckered suckered me. Not convinced. He suckered me into the too. So, so you got all of us into this the 79th Street building. And and you're, the, there was uh, there was one house, one uh, apartment that George and I were scared to collect to because it, I, I think there were like devil worshippers or something. George, do you remember? There was something crazy in there, the building. Yeah, there was something. Was, was it was it the like office that. for the dispatch like where the detective agency was like downstairs? Uh, right on the corner of 79th Street. Yeah. And yeah. Line, right? Yeah. And Bergenline. That was it the was photo the place. Agency, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the Statue of Liberty with uh, with that guy and a bunch of the, <laughs> bunch of the newspaper people. Was he Bloody grooming you? <laughs> Did we go to the Statue of Liberty? We went. Can you imagine letting your child go with the stranger? No, exactly. My mother didn't even know who he was. That, <laughs> he was grooming you, buddy. Yeah. That's what's going on? <laughs> Hello. There was the other guy down the block trying to groom all of us. Oh my Don't God! Say it out loud. No. Don't say it out loud. No. Please. No. We... Trouble, please. God. That please. was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, when we heard what happened to other people, I mean, it was, we were lucky. Listen, the guy told me, Len, do I sell this to my story? I mean, nothing happened. But uh, I don't, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> you might want to keep that. The kids are listening, too. Yeah, okay, okay. No, well, listen, I mean, the funny Thank thing is, you, you know, it, you know they, they, they try to get, they, they're bad people in the world. Yeah. I mean, hello. But you know uh, what, honey? To that point, to Joe's point, you know, you think about, like, that was the one weirdo out of all the area that we lived in. You had the one weirdo. Today, we're the one normal person with all the weirdos that live around us. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's so different now. It's like we, the things that we did and, you know, you worry about George and I um, would go to Yankee games with one of his, a guy that used to drive him to school. And we just went, him and him and I and, and the guy. Mr. Sock went to the Yankee game, okay? <laughs> there was no parents with us, right? We just went to yeah. the Yankee game, had a wonderful time. He bought us, like, a, you know, I forget, a batting glove and a couple things we, we got. And Very generous. We were, we were yeah. 12 years old, and we went to this Yankee game. And today, would you ever let your kids go? With, like, you know, that's the thing. It's like it was Never. so different. Uh, and we had, we had such a great time doing it. But it's, it's funny how you look back. And I know some things need to change. But I, I would love, you know, I always talk about uh, going back to the future. I think we, we you know, that, to go back and do a, a game, you know how uh, the movie Sandlot, when they visited the Sandlot again, I think we need to, we need to, we need to go visit the, uh, the what's now a parking lot, right? Yeah. The, uh, where we used to play stickball with Juan and, and, and Oh, Jerry. no, it's, 
There's actually a building there. There's now. a building oh. there. Yeah. I can't even picture a building in that lot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wow. It was so tight. It didn't seem big enough to be able to have a building in there. You know, yeah. I, I was just, I was just down in North Bergen the other day, dropping food off to my mother and my sister in the Parker Imperial. And do you remember the Gilch's house? No, which one? Oh the, yeah, that was next to. It was right next to the Prince's. The next one up. Yeah, it's all like modern out. Did you see that, Mario? Yeah, so last time they, I was there. Lenny, they made this. They, they 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 took this house that was just a plain three three story house on the same side this, of the street. As the princes, right next to Same him? side, right yeah, next right. to him. Okay. That Mario owned that house. Yeah. Who? But didn't Mario, didn't you own that house at one time? Yep. Yeah, I Mario. I remember it now, we yeah. To, we rented it out for a little but while. But the, the point was is that it, in out of that whole block, you have all these houses that are traditional-looking houses, That's and then cool. you have this ultra-modern yep. house. Wow. I mean, yeah, it doesn't fit in there. New new balconies, black glass, and all that. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Did it did it have a garage? I don't remember. It didn't. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. By the so, yeah, yeah. That's you know well, my house is gone. Yeah, yeah your house is of nothing. It's insanity. And well, because nothing... I hear they keep trying to build four or three or four houses, and people are trying to stop them. And Len. From building think, anything or from building like an apartment? Well, because they, they want to build more than one house. Like yeah, not more than one just, unit. That, not, yeah, period. like units. Gotcha. Mary, like, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I was wondering. So, like, between all of us, that's this is exactly like how the whole the whole woke movement started, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're woke. But, but but again, we can't keep we can't get the lions off Thanksgiving. Am I wrong on that? I mean, it, it's just ridiculous every year to see the lions on Thanksgiving. Guess I'm, what? Guess guess what, Len? The, the minute they take the lions off, the lions will have the best team in the NFL. I know. That's how, like, they that, do it on purpose. That that's the absurdity of life. It's like, but, but you would think like they could have flexed so many games into that spot. And they keep the you know doing the same thing. And I I always like to tease uh, Coronado with the Cowboys on there too. I mean I don't need to see them every year either. But well, the I, way they're playing, they shouldn't be on there every year either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. But yeah, the, but the NFL is a money I'm machine, kidding, man. Of course, they they could show uh, a college game and they'd still get better ratings than anything else. Anyway, so I guess that's what the uh, the thing is. But I well, will say this: the Cowboys hold the ratings. That there's no yes. question. That game was the most viewed game uh, in like I don't know, like thirty something years or whatever. And you know, I, I didn't particularly like the outcome, but that, that this Thanksgiving it was the most viewed game. Like, in, well, it was in a the recent game. Past. Unfortunately, it, it ended the way Hard. the Cowboys games end these days. <laughs> Terrible. You know, th we had a lot of rules when we played football, but this NFL today with the flags on every single oh play, I'm getting a little disgusted with it. They had 28 penalty flags in the Cowboy Raider game for 276 yards. I mean, thank goodness we had our rules back then, Mario. Because I know I I'm biased, but that last penalty was totally bogus. Yeah. That was terrible. Now, he hardly touched him. That wasn't even, you know. Yes, he didn't turn around, but he also didn't interfere either. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, but it's too much, George. It's too it, much. <laughs> Relax. Don't think, yeah. They're not over it. Stay yeah, over Len, it. Len. You know the other funny thing to talk about in sort of in this group is the things that North Bergen is famous for. I mean, outside of the UFOs, which we never discussed at all at growing up, but you know, leaving North Bergen, 
the funniest part is that number one, we had a while we were all living there, we had a major UFO sighting that's like they did a 15 minute discovery thing on. And then you find out that that whole area of, of North Bergen up on the Hudson is like one of the most uh, known areas for UFO sightings, which yeah, I don't the, think any of us knew the, that. The circle where the flag is and that whole wrote down is a big area where the baseball field is and everything. That's I where I heard that's, a lot of rumors, but I it wasn't. It, it was almost like uh, it, it was almost like outside the you know outside the the realm of of possibility back then. There were certain people that believed it, but I did always hear rumors. Always heard about that one incident that you know they landed in the park, and you know that was a famous one. But you're right, Joe. I've I've seen and read a bunch of stuff since then. About that being like some sort of central alley that's where there's been tons of sightings. Yeah, a bunch of people in the round building have seen stuff over the years. But, yeah, time, you, you, know. you would think you would think that we'd be uh, we would have been abducted. Yeah, <laughs> or at least seen something. Well, what's funny is we never walked into the park after a certain hour. I think we all thought we were going to get mugged and uh, uh, whatever in there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Groomed. Uh, wait, and then North Bergen is famous for that. We're famous for... Um, uh, Braddock. For James A. Braddock, yeah. which across the street from us, no questions. And then uh, it, somebody was saying, and this is funny because it's true... Uh, we're all known storytellers. Like, there's something about North Bergen people that are able to tell a, a spin a yarn. If you well, did, didn't didn't the uh, the the filmmaker from uh, Cinderella Man talk to you? No, Brown, no, I had Brown. some communication with him at, with uh, with the with those people afterwards when I just said, "Hey, we grew up there," or whatever, Mrs. Braddock, Mrs. Braddock. I think of your mother telling us to go. Um, uh, shovel her thing, uh, shovel her snow. Uh, go help Mrs. Brother. I remember, I remember getting uh, the uh, when she uh, she would call us over to get, and she would give us like all this like handful of change to go to to go to Tiny's to get seltzer water, or club soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I, that movie Cinderella Man. Mario was the one that told that told me about it. I didn't so even see it when it first came out. And he had said to me, he "Goes notice." He goes, "How they talk." And it's so true. Like they captured the dialect. Yeah, there's a certain dialect of people from North Bergen that you know, you know that uh, especially people that lived there their whole lives. And it's so, and they did it so well. They picked up on. Yeah, it. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, first thirty seconds in, he's like, "Oh my god, this is like this is North Bergen." Yeah. <laughs> I think after listening to this episode, everybody needs to make sure they watch Cinderella Man just yeah, to see how, just to see the neighborhood, movie. right? Just to go. And now there's a statue in the park. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's funny though that park. You know, everything going up to 79th Street, up the whole uh, thing. But we delivered papers. But we went on, you know, Bergen Line Avenue, and uh, I remember George and I would go to Cafe Italia too. Do you remember Cafe Italia? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. I used to go there to play asteroids. But no, no, kids don't do this anymore. No. Do you guys remember has... the name of the asteroids champion at Big Barkers and, and at uh, Cafe Italia? Oh, Marino must... Range. Marino Range. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> awesome. I we That was the other thing with the video games. We did, you know, we played uh, 
asteroids and and all of the games. But Big Barker is bringing that was like a little see people don't you know see the the local places anymore to have a you know Big Barker's was George and I would go for breakfast and then Celentano would join because even though George had eaten breakfast he'd want to you know kind of go <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, listen. As, as Ralph Crampton, as Ed Norton always said, Dizzy Dean warms up in the bullpen, yeah, but he still pitches. Exactly. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Oh, the Honeymooners. That was the other thing, too. You know, the Honeymooners was a show that was on uh, on WPIX when we were growing oh. up, and it's still on. I think it was 1130, right? Because um, yes. uh, the odd is couple it, was on at 11. Is it really still on? Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. And, that's and amazing. What, what's interesting is what you don't know, like that show obviously was, was – done in the 50s but it was only one season it was 39 episodes in one season and all 39 original episodes was on but but the show was so great i mean you could go back now and i know that uh, i've introduced it to my kids george is listening you know introduce it to his i, mean, I don't know if you guys have as well but it is no. one of those shows where it was a black and white show with with barely a room and it, it is just so brilliantly done uh, you yes. talk about Norton. You talk about the whole thing. The lines in that show, in just thirty nine episodes, is is you know it, it, it'll always be good even well after we're gone and after yeah. some you know it's just kind of interesting. I don't know what your thoughts were, Mario. If you you like the honeymooners as well, but it was big for me. Yeah, I definitely wasn't as uh, as into it, or, or probably just because like I couldn't be. But obviously, it was a huge <laughs> part. It was a, it was a huge part of of uh, of growing up there. All the, all the one-liners and just uh, how, how much it meant to everybody. I can't believe it's still on. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's on, and, and you know now uh, they put it on some of the older uh, networks. I don't, we don't get WPIX where I'm now, but you know they do put it on some other uh, networks. And I wound up putting it on the. Uh, I have the original DVDs, but who puts a DVD in the machine anymore? You know, it's it's you got to stream it now. Yeah, yeah. I got the DVD collection too. Yeah. What about you, Janelle? Did you like? Uh, you like the I was in the honey. I was in honeymooners person. I mean, I watched it because at eleven o'clock there was nothing else to watch. Yes. I'm on twelve inch black and white television. Bought it upright <laughs> yeah. uh, for his ninety nine dollars. Didn't like honeymooners. He was a nine hundred two one zero fan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. That's right. That remember we used to go over your house, Joe. The most important show on television. Do you remember we used to go play? Go to your house. And watch 90210 and play Scopa. And you used to yell at me because I would make you watch 90210 before the Monday Night Football. That yes. I and I was like, look, this is the most important show on television. We need to watch. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, now you bring it up. See, look, how, look how many different little things. that Everything from, from video games to the honeymooners to Scopa, moped riding, sports. How many different little things that. Hey, Len. I get to the childhood. So you many remember, things. Len, when uh, I don't know if you, if you. I think you were still here at the time. When we used to be in Coronado, used to love mopeds, and we didn't have them at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you had this gorilla that used to like 50 miles an hour. Really <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now you had like an imported moped from Italy. And then Tom had a pook, and and we and Coronado and I was so dying that we used to pay Tom three two dollars to go rented. for a ride, and he would tell us you can't have two people on the bike. So I run down to my house, Coronado would down and pick me up. We go riding, and then he catches and charges four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story my mother never wanted me on the back of any of those bikes uh i to this day i couldn't ride it and now i'm actually i just got motorcycles so i finally really? uh, yeah at, at over 50 i decided uh, my mother wasn't going to let me not enjoy this stuff anymore so i got a i got motorcycles in the garage now 
Oh, really? Wow. I remember going on the back of Joey Janela's regular bike. <laughs> yeah. He, he tried to go down bad. the steps on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> remember you go down the steps? Or down the, yes. down the ramp that's where the railing was. What about, what about the great basketball games in his backyard? Oh, his little, so my hook shot. My, my hook shot. With, with that thing in the middle? <laughs> in the middle, yeah. I was just thinking that. Uh, yeah, that it was down an ankle. Uh, wait a minute. So we should tell you. You know, we, we should tell everybody. So I had a I had a round. I had a like a round backyard patio. thing patio, and then and then the the basketball court, and then in the center the holder for the umbrella sort of sat there, and that was home field advantage. But that because was all like, these people. That was all these people would the show ground, up to play like in the backyard. Uh, Mario, when they would show up to play in the backyard, inevitably someone would go straight for the basket. Oh, yeah. That thing would lay them out. <laughs> yeah, you had to you had to adjust your game to that thing for yeah, sure. Exactly. And for sure. Luckily, no one ever got really horribly de- maimed or disfigured by that thing. But, Incredibly. Uh, but Incredibly. people were smacking into it all the time. You're like, oh, sorry, uh, home field advantage. That's right. Hey, Len, do you remember our trips up to? We take our bikes. You, me, and Coronado. We go up to up to the palace. Uh, not palace, but Cliffside Park. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I was. I was going to say that. would always want to stop at the McDonald's. Oh yeah, we we would always stop at the McDonald's <laughs> and Cliffside, but you know that was about a few miles. I can understand getting a little hungry after that. I mean, that was, was the only McDonald's pretty that was that was right. close to us because the Burger King was over by Nungesser's. So we right. had a Burger King yeah. by Nungesser and a White. Is Castle. that still there? Is Nungesser still there? No, the bowling alley is long long gone. Unfortunately, I really, think. yeah, yeah, um, it's there. I don't. I don't remember uh, what they said wow. was there, but uh, we have. There's a. Nung- I, I used to bowl on Saturday mornings. Often. I used to bowl on Saturday mornings over there, and I used to go to, across the street, uh, either to White Castles for lunch, or we'd go to the Burger King uh, for lunch. It was kind of. Yeah, Whitey's is still there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, they renewed it, George. Come on, it's. Much yeah, there's now. nothing like it that you don't see this anymore. Any any uh, kids hanging out with lifelong friendships, and especially the the adventures and. Oh. Uh, we did so much, so many things. And too. it's funny because we actually, when we looked at the picture the other day, we could all think of the different things that we did on the street. The wiffle ball. Oh, so <laughs> much played stuff. from Played from one. And then the spaceship that was in <laughs> Alex Marin's backyard. <laughs> uh, you, you know, um, I mean, it, it's really unbelievable. Len, you got to show that picture and try to point out how close we were to each other yeah, because... Okay. Really, Coronado, when you look at that picture, you're just like, holy smokes, we were on top of each other. Uh-huh. We literally, and, and that we all stayed friends all these years. Like, it's incredible that we were, we're so close that yeah. we're all right there. Well, did the, the last time, Len, that you came to Jersey where we all got together, which was a long time ago. 2005, but... I think I came. Yes. Yeah, we what all was, got What was it for? Does it, that was uh, the Mario anniversary of when he got hurt. Right? <laughs> yeah. The accident, the ten year anniversary. Yeah. And if you think about it, so we, we, we all got together. No, the twenty year anniversary. Twenty, 20 yeah. year. Yeah, because it was 05. Yeah. So. What's special about this group? And I'm talking about Lenny, Corky, Piggy, Joey, me, Castellino, all of us. It doesn't matter. And this is how you know you have something special. It didn't matter that we didn't see each other for twenty years. Yeah. The minute you came back, Len. It was like we were just with each other yesterday. Well, and I appreciate that because I feel the same way. And one of the things that I tell this, I tell the story to all my friends around here now, 
that in we hadn't talked in probably about I don't know 15 20 years or so and it was 1999 I believe and my father was working at Sims in Paramus and you went into Sims Celentano went into Sims and he uh, talked to my father my father obviously remembered him and you gave my father your number and I'll never forget I, I called or you either you called me I can't remember but you got Coronado on the phone in the car in Miami. You're in New Jersey, um, and I'm in Suffer, New York at the time. And we all got on the phone, and I'll never forget this, that Coronado was getting married in December in Miami. Oh. And he said, you know, Len, I would really love it if you would come to the wedding. And I'll never forget that because I made sure we got there. And when, when we got there, we had a night at the pool. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. After, after the wedding, and we're just kind of yeah. hanging out, right? And yeah. my uh, wife, Susan, was sitting there, and she got it. Like, at that moment, she understood all the stories I told of you guys. Because it was like, oh, my God, no time had ever passed from the time from, you know, from 1983 to 1999 at that moment and then again, mm -hmm. the same thing happens in 2005 and, you know, wherever we go and I, you, you try to tell your kids these stories, but I mean, I have, I, they have friends that are old, like they've got a, a long time, but I don't know if they've got the same kind of uh, bond that we had. I, Lenny, I don't think that I, I, I don't tell, think they do. I know a lot no, of people I and I, and I, I'm telling you, there's something unique about the bond that we all had. And that's why I said, you know, you think about it. We all went to different schools had different friendships outside of our core group. Yeah. But there was always that attraction to the nuclear friend group that we, and, and you know, that's the other thing. It wasn't easy to get into this group. Yeah, no, it's, no. no. You know, a lot of people we met and hung out with as acquaintances over the years, but the nucleus never changed. All right. Well, I, I never forgot the fact that, you know, when I moved to North Bergen in 78, so it was, I moved in in November of 78, to uh, where we were. So you guys were already established by then. And I was, you know, gonna, uh, I think at that point I was still 10 because I think I turned 11 in, in, uh, in April. So I was still 10. And, you know, I didn't know anybody in this. I, I had been going to Horace Mann and I stayed going there. Oh, so I was going, I had, kid, had friends that were on the other side of the boulevard. Right. And um, it was just so great. You guys invited me to, to, to play right away. I mean, Joe Bartulovich uh, across the street would, would invite me. Him and I went to see Meatballs together. I mean, in the theater, the Mayfair. Do you remember the Mayfair movie yeah. theater? I mean, the just best. but just all these people that were there, everybody just welcomed me. And, like, they didn't know me from Adam, but it was like, hey, you know, and, and then we would all hang out. It was not like, you know, yeah, we sometimes would pair off where George and George would I. But most of the time, though, it was all of us. That, yeah, that we was... should do this. We should make a, make a, a tradition doing this. Yeah. Um, uh, it's better than watching the Lions play. Oh, absolutely! I, I tell you that would you know this has got to be better. Anything's better than that. But I just Lenny, the good news is that you were there to be one of the extra people that George had needed on a Saturday morning. Yes, and then, and that brought you to the crew, no questions, because at the end of the day, we needed to have the game. That's all that mattered. Yeah, no, to... I don't. You know, again, it comes back to the Sandlot movie, which I look at and think of. That's the kind of thing. I mean, I was a little more athletic than Smalls was, but you know, no, I, I think that uh, it just—it's kind of funny how you you be part of that group and you look at uh, the movie. If you guys watch it, I there's a couple of things that I watch that I think of us, 
and and Sandlot's one, and Entourage is the other. I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but Entourage is kind of that, you know, when he brings his friends. And if George was ever a movie star, you know, he was ever Vince, that would be, you know, our group, right? I think. Yes. So that's kind of how I, I, I would say. But, uh, you know, I, I just enjoy it. We should do this uh, more often. I want to do an in-person. Um, yeah. We, we've got that to. Would be great. I know Mario talked about the Derby and, you know, coming out to, to Kentucky to do the Derby. That would be fun, too. Yeah, anything. Well, yeah. Len, the other the other funny thing is that if if you show a picture of anything to any one of us, we all probably have a memory of it. So if you showed a picture of Mario's corner on seventy seventh or or Celentano, some other position or something, we all have some story around each one of these different locations, spots. It was really incredible. I mean, growing up because. Because at the end of the day, 79th Street was a place that we would sort of sit and hang out in front of the park and, we, uh, and sort of hang, and, um, you know, I don't know, uh, can we say we would sort of drink and stuff, whatever. But we also had, we also had and stuff. you know, we each had, we each had different things that happened at different houses. There was certainly a ton of activity in Coronado's garage. Yes. Uh, Great know, parties at your house, Joe. My house, college years. So Great many show. college year parties. I mean, <laughs> uh, I had the blessing of my mom going to Italy for a couple of weeks, if not months, and then everybody would show up at my house for months, for for days and days and days. People sleeping over and parties and I, one of the parties I never forget. One of the parties we we had we had a, a, an ambulance was called, and then the. EMT people came to the party afterwards. <laughs> they got off. They were all great. at the party. It was kind of the- like the scene from back back to school where the cops are bringing the beer to the party. <laughs> crazy. Remember oh, the parties where Mario's parents would go to Italy? Oh, oh the best. The best. His house. But <laughs> we would smoke. We would smoke inside. I, and I, I think that like our parents. M- Mr. Lopez was there too. My 16th birthday. I'd already been gone a few years from the group, but I came back. Mario had a party at his house. It was actually on my birthday. Uh, it was the night. It was it was like eleven. I, I whatever. I turned uh, sixteen at, at midnight. But it was the party was the twenty seventh, and it was just unbelievable. And I remember walking home from North Bergen to Fairview at the time. And I, you know, my mother all of a sudden at the middle of the night had a wake, had a, you know, she, she came in to give me my, her, my present. And I'm like, uh, mom, you don't need to be talking to me right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, what was that, George? Uh, and then also Ricky's house. We had the, Rick, Ricky's we house. always had the parties at Ricky's house. But there was one hilarious uh, um, story where George calls up one of those. Like phone, like the phone numbers, George. What was the, you know, those party lines? <laughs> yeah. George calls the party line, and then all of a sudden he starts talking about something, and Coronado says the wrong thing that got George upset, and then Santano <laughs> screams out, Cor- "George Coronado, uh, 79th Street," and he gives his phone number. Figures. <laughs> right, Nelly. What did you do? Do you remember that? I, I brief, I do vaguely remember the party line. I remember, I remember doing with Pokey Cardone. You remember Pokey, Lenny? I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, he was you, you remember calling, calling legend. Uh, remember calling information? 
and asking him, say, I just want someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little lonely. He needed somebody to talk to. Glenn, that was the most mischievous stuff that we used to do was call 411 and say, we need someone to talk to. <laughs> that was awesome. Anybody remember their phone number growing up? Eight, oh. four, five, oh, five. What was that? 869-3597. 8698. Oh, well, Joey's was seven seven four nine nine, right? Yeah, yeah, mine was 7499, but my family's was 3575. But Mario's number was a mess because he kept changing because the mother didn't want us to call. 8699. <laughs> hey, Coronado, don't forget your old number. 861-0327. Yeah, that I forget. You, you're the only one who right remembers there. all the numbers. My, mine was 869-3432. I had a, at my own phone. Yeah. That's and right. Eight six eight twelve zero eight was my parents' number. I had. Hey, so. hey I got to. I got to run. So. Oh, Mario's got to run. Oh, well, Mario, hey, this is this is uh, this is fun, and uh, we we got to do it again. Thank you, Mario. Yeah, even if it's not on the air, we got. Well, oh, absolutely. We don't have to be on the air to do this, but I thought it would be fun to bring you on uh, Lens Burning Bush to talk about back in my day, a second episode. We'll stay on for a couple more minutes, but Mario, uh, good to Thank see you, you and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Bye. Mario. Take Check care, Mario. Now. Ciao. Matt Cat says goodbye. Yeah, Matt Cat exactly. Yeah, can can he he just left? So, um, are you guys still there? J J yeah, we're okay, here. Good. All right. Here. So, it, it, this this could, we could we could talk for hours, which is which is great. I think that uh, you know you look back at at the time, it's just such a great experience. And again, I was gone in '82, but you guys kept kept it going. But even I just mentioned in you know 1985, I came back and did a party and. You know, and then afterwards, you know, everybody went to did their own thing afterwards. But uh, it was it was a, a tremendous amount of fun. So I, I love Listen, it for us growing up. I mean, there, there are stories one after another, but that's that's pretty much the best part of our uh, existence. Just having something that happened when we were 12, something happened that we were 16, something happened. You know, I, I had the burning situation talking about burning. That was a great story. Yeah, that and then not, you, well, you got, not, yeah, not the greatest. That, Joe. I'm sorry? Lenny wasn't around. No, I'm sure Lenny wasn't around. But but, but, but the visual of that was crazy. Crazy. Man. But then crazy. Also, also, you had the, you, you guys had the big accident at 17 yeah. years old. I mean, hello. You know, um, Lenny, the you know, the story of this accident that happens where they're, you know, in the hospital and, you know, really in marriage in some bad shape is that it was like a really quiet, boring night. Nothing was going on. You know, it was like quarter to 12. And I'm like, I, I got to go. I got to get out of here. There's nothing going on. And then the next morning I wake up to there was a big accident. And we're like, what are you talking about? And th these guys got into an accident like five, 10 minutes after I left. August thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five, eleven fifty-three p.m. Right, and I, I swear, I left at like eleven forty, and th these people are sitting in an accident. I mean, I probably sh could have, should have heard it, but didn't. And again, it's all part of our sort of lore and background, uh, you know, from again from the groomer down the road to the to the <laughs> accidents that we all had. We really have an incredible uh, background and. You know, we could talk about all types of things all day. I mean, really unbelievable. No, it's a it's yeah, a great so story. Celentano, so I'll let you kind of tell a good story if you got one, and I'll let you both of you kind of talk, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. But uh, Celentano next. 
I, you know, I, I guess, you know, the, some of the biggest or the most stories that I think of is really when I turned from like, I guess from 14 to 18. And it was like, you know, again, that nuclear group of friends, we hung out with some people that were slightly older than us, like Tom Hokinson and George Castellito. Uh, Ricky was a little older than us. And I remember there was one, one get together that we had at Ricky's house. And it probably was about 40 people. And we were hanging out and, you know, having some wine and spirits. And I, it was about two in the morning. And we were all, uh, you know, very, very hungry. <laughs> and, and they sent me and, and Sharples to go to the White Castle and to, 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 to pick up food for this group. So I get online. Now, you remember the White Castles at three in the morning, two in the morning, it was jammed. Oh, yeah. Well, you so had to go. The drive up was jammed. The inside was jammed. Well, I get to the window and I said, I'd like to have 150 burgers. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy behind me goes, Damn, don't your mama feed you? <laughs> What's everybody else having is what he said, right? <laughs> exactly. So we, we held up the line for about 40 minutes, which I was not the fan favorite there. Those, the football games, Len, where we'd get up and we'd literally play four games, you know, from, you know, 11 o'clock, 11.30 till 5 o'clock when I had to go in. And, I mean, again, I think what's so special is, you know, no matter how, all the stuff, the challenges in the world that we were living within and all the craziness that, you know, our parents thought was crazy back then, you know, we all still were, like you said, we were out there and engaged you know we, we we found things to do we weren't we know our mischief to our mischief today would be considered nothing you right. know what i'm saying and and i and i just I, I guess like i said from a story perspective i have i can tell you 50 of them but they all hold a special place in my heart whether it's a sports story a partying story a personal story um and i i like i said i'm just grateful that i can go back and i'm very proud when i tell people about the friends that I've had. Because they say, you know, you have one good friend, you're lucky in life. And I can truly say I have many. And um, that's that that that's what sticks with me about this group it being so special. That's the the memories that I cherish every day that I talk to my daughter about and to my wife about is just how we grew up and all the different people that were involved that, that made us who we are today. Oh, no question about it. So Coronado, you got anything uh, that you wanted to add? Yeah, I'll just say that we grew up in a very special place and uh, we were blessed to have uh, very special people around us. Uh, one thing that when I think of North Bergen, I think of many, many things. But one thing that we've touched on in a lot of different ways, but it was a blue collar town in, in, in a lot of ways, but there was a toughness to it um, that... Anybody who grew up there would just know what, what, what I mean by that. It, it, whether you were tough on the exterior or not, by being like living there and growing up around a lot of the people there, you, you've got a grittiness to you that uh, has carried on throughout our lives. And uh, it's something that's a very unique uh, thing we were not only we're independent we're but we still look back on those days and there's something about it that's uh and it was captured in that movie cinderella man and that's why it's worth a good watch and 
I'll always be grateful for my uh, for my formative years, the wonder years, uh, living in North Bergen with the incredible people and friends, uh, pre- present company included, and uh, I'll always be uh, grateful for that. Well, that's you great. Know, wherever you went, Lenny, if you, if there was a North Bergen crew in there, you felt comfortable that you had other North Bergen people that had your back. George, what was that story where? where someone was bothering you and like Joe Filato, Joey Filato was sort of right Great there. Great story. And it's, it just touches on what you just said. I was walking down not far from your house show. I was on 79th going to Broadway and I was by myself and I don't know why. And it was a weird uh, situation where I don't know. I don't even remember. It was during the day, but it was like at dusk. And all of a sudden there's this big group of people that I don't, I don't know where they were from. They weren't from the area. Right. But they all of a sudden like just started approaching me or whatever. And Joe Filato was just walking his dog. I don't even know. He didn't live around there. I, I know. It's crazy. He just happened to be around there. He had a girlfriend around there. I don't know what it was. He sees what's going on. And all of a sudden he's got this big dog and he crosses the street. He's like, hey. He goes, don't <laughs> fuck with him. We're so like, excuse my language. But he was just like, he basically, like you said, had my back. And, uh, you know, I didn't go to school with Joe. I knew him from, from some football stuff, but not, uh, we weren't incredibly close, but he definitely, uh, he protected me for yeah. sure. I was a little younger and uh, he saw that I was uh, in need of some help and he helped. Yeah. So well, it was a cool story. Those are great stories. I love them. I, I like the fact that all of your parents, um, you know, took me in. They all, uh, you know, I was a thin kid, so they wanted me to eat. So that was always <laughs> a, a good thing. Um, so right. I, I enjoy that. But I love the fact that even today that Sally, uh, your mom's on Facebook. You know, I I, I still call her Mrs. Celentano because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to, to call her Gloria. I don't care um, how that works. That's just an old school thing. But even like Sandy and, and, and Cecilia and other people that are in the group and, and, and the Bartulovich, everybody that was in those, those group, they all kind of remember me. And it was kind of weird. Like I said, I was only there for probably like three, four years. But it, it was interesting how even today, Sandy will remember – some stories of me there or, you know, Cecilia will remember our stories when we'd go and, and you bring me up and I'm, for some reason I'm, I'm remembered. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but it was certainly a good uh, that's thing. That's always but, good. That's well, always good. I love it. Uh, you guys are, are more, you know, it's, it's, it's family. Um, and, and I mean that sincerely because, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't pick your family. What does that work? You, you pick, you don't, uh, Pick your family. Uh, you get to, you know, your friends are the ones you pick, and it is a, a, a good choice, certainly. Now, uh, you can listen to all these episodes uh, by going on YouTube. I, I'll put all the uh, audio clips on YouTube at uh, LennyL1015. You can go on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. You can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush, but make sure each of you say Lens Burning Bush podcast because I don't know what's going to come up. If you say lens burning bush, you know, just be careful. Just be careful of some of the things when you type in. You can like it on Facebook at lens burning bush. And there also are the podcast episodes now on Facebook. So all 85 previous episodes are on Facebook as well. And you could follow on Twitter. But uh, thank you guys so much. Thanks to Mario Miglietta, to uh, Joey Janella, to George Celentano, to George Coronado. And no, we were not part of the Sopranos, but. We, yeah. did <laughs> we had a fun time and it could have been that kind of group that's the way it was but uh, thank you guys so much we'll, I'm Lynn Harvey back again with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week so long <laughs>